This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Something that happened last night after we put out yesterday's episode is that the Supreme Court denied a uh, temporary stay on the Trump administration's policy to basically end asylum seeking. They were talking about law that was passed in the Cold War area era, excuse me, in the in the later Cold War era because people were showing up in the United States from communist countries and they wanted a new legal mechanism to give these people legal status. And now because this is no longer useful to the permanent conservative ruling class in Washington or whatever. Let's just side with the white nationalists. <laughs> so now asylum uh, seekers are going to have to wait in a third country, in this case, Mexico. A lot, a lot of uh, uh, this will apply to a lot of people coming from Central America into the United States through Mexico. And they're going to be left in limbo in a lot of cases, unsafe situations. This is basically trying to end seeking asylum in the United States. And the Supreme Court approved it. No change in law, no substantial change in law, as far as I can tell. Obviously not an expert, but fuck it. <laughs> Google John Roberts right now, and you can find at least a couple glowing articles from centrists and liberals about how he's become... The swing vote on the court now that Anthony Kennedy is gone. And over the 15 years he's been chief justice, he's really grown into uh, his role as this neutral arbiter of justice. Go read those articles and uh, see how you can reconcile those articles with uh, stuff like this. We've also been keeping an eye out for the developments in the 9-11 Saudi government uh lawsuit and that that disclosure we talked about it on yesterday's show talked about it on yesterday's show and uh no update as of recording right now but i'm sure something will come out later tonight so if you are waiting with bated breath go to google.com google and uh you got this i believe in you okay we've got a split show coming up standard newscast momentarily for everyone and then at the end of that we're doing the honor can and the garbage can which you will only be able to listen to if you're a subscriber so if you're listening to this episode right now on soundcloud or one of the other free platforms that you can hear district sentinel radio on and you want to hear the garbage can segment you have to hit stop, go to patreon.com slash district sentinel, sign up, five bucks a month, and click on the latest episode. Corrupt, corrupted by big cancel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, don't, I don't believe this. <laughs> uh, there is a Patreon app. It's super easy to download and subscribe, and it's a really easy way to just listen to all the content we put out, including our free newscasts and our subscriber-only content. Also got some haiku coming up at the end of the newscast. It's Thursday, September 12th, 2019. Here's the news. The House Judiciary Committee today voted on a resolution authorizing an impeachment inquiry. It passed along party lines. Republicans at one point claimed they weren't sure if Democrats were actually trying to kick off the impeachment process. Here was Rhode Island's David Cicilline replying out of order to Pennsylvania Rep Guy Reschenhaler. 
Let's stop the political theater. Our country deserves better. With that, I yield. Will the gentleman yield so we can answer his question? Uh, no, I yield. So to the my answer is yes. We are engaged in impeachment investigation. And in addition to that, we have moved aggressively forward on the For the People gentlemen, agenda. Gentlemen, it's about driving down health care costs, driving down the cost of regular drugs, order. rebuilding regular the infrastructure order, of America, David. and taking on the corruption gentlemen, order. Though Cicilline was gaveled down by his own leaders, he was backed up moments later. Here was fellow Democrat Mary Gay Scanlon from Pennsylvania. The gentleman from Rhode Island got before me, but I too would answer, yes, we are an impeachment investigation. Have you not been reading the proceedings? Um, I don't think there's a question. It's an investigation. Ah, uh, yes, the classic, have you even read the article? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Democrats have given a lot of mixed messaging on what exactly is going on here and whether this is going to actually lead to anything. Later, Nancy Pelosi did managed to not criticize the impeachment investigation, but as you were saying with the mixed messaging, she could only offer an endorsement in the most mealy-mouthed bullshit way possible. Uh, look, I travel the entire country. Yeah, come with me sometime, and you'll hear what the American people are saying. They understand that, that impeachment is a very divisive measure, but if we have to go there, we'll have to go there. But we can't go there unless we have the facts and we will follow the facts and we will follow the uh, obstruction that the president is making up us are getting the facts and make our decision when we're ready. That's the only question. That's all I'm going to say about this subject. So I think she was most misleading in her first part of the answer because she doesn't go around the country talking to people. She goes around the country talking to donors. Yeah. And uh, she would absolutely not invite the press to come. Yeah. Like the yeah. whole point of this is the press can't sit in the, on her meetings with wealthy donors. I mean, I guess as a member of the press, it would be interesting to uh, hear what she tells these wealthy donors oh, that she's going around to meet. At I'm the sure they time, would love to go yeah, and sit in time, on those meetings. Yeah. At the same time, though, I can't imagine anything worse than traveling with Nancy Pelosi around <laughs> the country. I'm sure you get to stay in nice hotels and eat nice meals and shit, but... To listen to her talk all day long, the way she talks and the ghouls that she's meeting with. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have a very, a very low bar here of not blocking uh, an impeachment investigation. And Nancy Pelosi has cleared it. We have to give her credit for that. She has cleared that pathetically low bar. And she did it, as you just heard, uh, as pathetically as possible, trying to basically not give as direct of an answer as she could. Yeah, and like 20 months too late, too. <laughs> yeah, way too late. This should have started way earlier. Of course, Pelosi couldn't go the entire press conference without doing something completely and totally insufferable. Here she is lamenting the president abusing his power to pay for his border wall by decrying the loss of money for Cold War II. Look at this, European deterrence initiative to combat Russian aggression, $771.5 million. Taking money to deter Russian aggression and spending it on the wall. I love attacking the president's xenophobia by calling him a nefarious Cossack of the East. And wringing my hands about how he's wasting seven hundred and seventy million dollars for something that's completely bullshit. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're wondering who she's trying to appeal to with this sort of stuff. Well, members of her own party, actually, other Democratic <laughs> lawmakers, and I'll get into that in just a second here. The Senate Appropriations Committee marked up the defense spending bill today. You might remember earlier this week we reported on how Democratic senators were concerned about how the Trump administration was transferring money from the Defense Department to build his wall, which Congress explicitly did not appropriate that money for. Dick Durbin could have introduced an amendment to prevent those illegal transfers on Tuesday during the subcommittee markup, but he declined to do so, promising that Democrats would instead offer their amendments on Thursday before the full committee. There was that hot mic moment (laughs) where a very pained Dick Durbin told the chairman of the subcommittee, Richard Shelby, how he just really didn't want to be the guy to have to derail this process and that we need to get Mitch McConnell involved and try and find some way to work through this. Jeez, Richard, I'm I'm so sorry that I've inconvenienced you for an (laughs) afternoon. That is my number one. Uh, concern as a fucking Democratic lawmaker. Anyway. Well, Thursday has arrived and Democrats were ready to drop their amendments. Durbin, Leahy, and others on the panel put forward a provision that would have restricted President Trump's ability to transfer money from an unappropriated use. It promptly failed, with Republicans claiming it was overly broad. Um, Then I want to also play uh, this clip of Dick Durbin doing his Chris Hayes impression, which is we talk about it on the show a lot, asking a question that has a very obvious answer that Chris Hayes should know the answer to, like, why are business owners against the minimum wage increases? <laughs> well, here's Durbin wondering why the U.S. defense budget is so much bigger than any other nations, including our supposed adversaries. The major adversaries of the United States, not the only ones, but the major ones, are Russia and China. If we're spending $695 billion a year on our defense, how much does our adversary Russia spend? About 10% of that, $70 billion by estimate. How about China, another one of our major competitors when it comes to national security? We're spending $695 billion. How much are they spending? $180 billion. I've asked nearly every senior leader in the Department of Defense, so why does it cost so much more in the United States of America to keep us safe? Are our enemies so much smarter that they can take a dollar or a ruble or whatever it happens to be keep us safe. and turn it into a weapon or troops or readiness with much more success than the United States? Well, they point out some differences. Personnel costs. We pay our men and women uniform a heck of a lot more than Chinese soldiers and Russian sh- soldiers, That's and I'm glad yeah. we do. I want to continue doing that. God bless That's a good you. point. But it doesn't make up for all the difference in spending. Well, at least he got all of the leaders I've spoken to in the Pentagon agree on one basic problem we face. We're not getting the bang for the buck that is needed. The American taxpayers are not getting a return on their tax dollars invested in our Department of Defense. Why? Because we have an inefficient, broken, and bureaucratic procurement process. Yep, that's it. That, yeah, it's, it's it. the procurement it's the process. procurement process. It's the old bang for the buck problem. It's not the fact that unlike Russia and China, we're trying to maintain a global military empire all across the world with hundreds of military bases, troops stationed all across the world in these military bases. That can't be it. That can't be it. It can't be people like Dick Durbin who vote for fucking military budgets year in, year out. Being like, oh, uh, $700 billion here. Figure out what to do with it later. 
Also during the hearing, Senator Brian Schatz introduced a pretty good amendment taking aim at the Bolsonaro government in Brazil and the fires in the Amazon. The amendment would have prohibited joint U.S.-Brazilian military exercises until it's certified that the Bolsonaro government is complying with its environmental laws and working to put out the fires in the Amazon. Schatz's amendment wasn't received very well. So we've got to decide whether this matters to the United States Congress. Would the senator uh, agree to withhold until we get additional information on this? This, this is, a, I think, a sweeping amendment. Some people need to look at this deeply. Uh, I would, you know, listen, I, I don't think we need more information about this, but I would be willing to withhold if, if Senators Murkowski and Kennedy and anyone else, especially see, on the see Republican side. See if there's a side, way we can work this out. Uh, if, there is, if, if there is bipartisan will to work on this issue, um, th then I'd be happy to withdraw this amendment and work with Senator Murphy and Senator, Senator Merkley. Schatz, I believe there's a bipartisan concern about all the burning going on down there. And... Uh, because it affects all of us, affects the whole world. In that spirit, we try to work together on this if we can. We I will do. I'll be time. calling you both. Thank you. Okay. I'm oh. sure the uh, bipartisan concern is protecting the financial interests of BlackRock Investment, the, uh, the giant asset management firm that has invested heavily in the Amazon as exposed by Ryan Grimm in The Intercept. It was Ryan Graham, right? It was definitely The Intercept. I could just watch compilations of Democrats. Blackstone. Sorry, it's Blackstone Asset Management. Yeah, I, I said BlackRock. It's Blackstone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could watch just compilation videos of Democrats getting rolled in committee hearings over and over again. You could probably put a few together yourself, considering yeah. how many times we've seen it happen. Uh, yeah. Most classically by Chuck Grassley during that Kavanaugh hearing. That was uh, That was painful. Yeah. Uh, one amendment that Democrats in Durban almost got passed was when they introduced one aimed at withholding billions of dollars from the administration if it doesn't spend all appropriated funds. The reason for the amendment was concerns by Democrats and Republicans that the Trump administration wasn't releasing hundreds of millions of dollars in lethal aid to the Ukrainians in their conflict with Russia. This is who Pelosi was talking to when she was highlighting the money being taken away uh, from countering Russian aggression. Lots of senators spoke in favor of the aid to Ukraine and how necessary it is to take a hard line on Russia. Ultimately, though, Durbin agreed to withdraw that amendment with a promise that it could be considered before the full Senate down the road. I'm sure it will be. I don't see sure it'll pass. any opposition in either part, any major opposition to giving a bunch of ultra-nationalists in Ukraine no. money to ratchet up a war. Just like fundamentally there was no opposition to this defense spending bill, nearly $700 billion, including uh, expanding how many U.S. service members there are, uh, building 95 new scam F-35 planes, uh, and a bunch of other awful stuff in this bill. Uh, you can get both parties to agree on it. Like I get you can make hay out of what Russia's doing in eastern Ukraine and, and how it uh, took back Crimea. But also like there is talk, talk comes up about the Monroe Doctrine still being valid. <laughs> so we have declared ourselves as having the right to interfere in any Latin American country we want, any country in the Western Hemisphere. That's valid under the Monroe Doctrine, which people will defend still to this day yeah. from like 1822 or whatever. Yeah. 
but and it's a major reason why our defense budget is so fucking big. Dick yes. Durbin. <laughs> yeah, it is. But when Russia does similar stuff, oh, heavens no. That is, we have to move heaven and the earth to, uh, to stop that. There has been talk of a foreign policy realignment since John Bolton was hilariously fired a few days ago. President Trump is apparently considering easing sanctions on Iran. The Daily Beast reported last night that Trump is considering a deal which would allow Iran access to its own money, which is currently frozen in bank accounts around the world due to U.S. sanctions brought by the Trump administration. The negotiations involve French President Emmanuel Macron and a $15 billion line of credit. In exchange, Iranian President Hassan Rouhani would agree to come back into compliance with the multilateral nuclear deal that he helped write that President Trump personally ruined. As the Daily Beast noted, the president is probably reversing course on this issue, not for any real ideological reasons, but simply because he just loves historic photo ops. The uh, photo op thing, probably the only thing motivating Trump here on Iran, to be honest, but uh, either way, he is stumbling into the correct position, as he did with North Korea. But again, not dovish. No. On Wednesday, the president was asked if he was considering the easement of sanctions on Iran. He said, quote, we'll see what happens. I think Iran has a tremendous, tremendous potential. (laughs) So, of course, this morning, one of his top cabinet members tried walking this back. Here was Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin talking to reporters in the White House driveway. How serious is this $15 billion bailout or credit idea uh, for Iran? Are any of the sanctions about to go? Are we seeing a... Absolutely not. So we've had direct conversations with President Macron and with Bruno Le Maire, the finance minister, and they absolutely understand they would need waivers from the U.S. to do that. And that is not something we're contemplating at the moment. So not contemplating waivers at the moment, but looking at the metadata... John Bolton is out. Iranian Foreign Minister Javad Zarif was at last month's G7 meeting in Biarritz, where Trump also was with Macron and everyone else. I'm sure he didn't just go for no reason whatsoever. Big baby president, he likes deals and photographs. I think something could be on here with Iran, maybe. I don't know. Finally, Israel just got busted spying on the U.S., Politico reporting again. Yeah. Politico reporting Thursday that U.S. intelligence agencies have concluded that Israel was behind the covert placing of cell phone monitors near the White House in hopes of tracking calls among people within the Trump administration. Shit, maybe the Iran shit is is actually really on. (laughs) This story came out right now. Yeah. Three U.S. officials confirmed the conclusion to Politico, adding that there will likely be no consequences for the espionage. Of course not. An Israeli embassy spokesperson called the allegations ridiculous and claimed that Israel, quote, does not conduct espionage operations in the United States, period. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) It's intelligence gathering, totally different than espionage. The devices in use were known as stingrays, which are common cell phone tracking tools. They're employed by U.S. law enforcement agencies as well. In fact, there was a controversy around the technology recently when it was revealed that many law enforcement agencies don't seek warrants before deploying the technology on civilian populations. Israel's denials in the matter ring hollow, considering how aggressive their surveillance operations have been historically against the U.S. In fact, an internal NSA document from 2007 revealed by whistleblower Edward Snowden showed that U.S. spies considered Israel to be one of the top espionage threats to the country. 
That'll wrap things up for the newscast today. We do have some poetry to read for our new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Five bucks a month, you get access to all the content. Plus, you'll get to hear the garbage can proceedings coming up momentarily. And you get your own haiku written for you and read on the air. I'll go first. This is for JC. A torch in one hand, a shield in the other hand. Time to kill some ants. It's fucked up. Thanks, uh, JC, I guess. I mean, thanks if you even enjoyed that haiku. Have you ever had an ant problem? I am one with the ants. If there are not too many ants, ants are fine. So, just Talk to me when you see the, the line of them. The I've seen the them. line. I've seen the line. You're just fine with that? Just, just let that stand? Let the syrup, trail some syrup out the door. Just take some maple syrup, some table syrup, the cheap stuff, and do a trail out the door and out the ants I like go. How, I like how you're pretending to be this guy who's like one with nature here, not killing the ants. When I've seen you volunteer yourself to kill mice, the mammals, you will kill mammals, but you won't kill insects. I did that to do you a favor. It was caught in your house in a trap. I didn't set up the trap. <laughs> well, of course you did, you lazy fuck. Right. Not because I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't mind the mice. They don't bother me. <laughs> All right. This is for Mark M. I did not spill wine. You have zero proof of this. Let's check VAR. Thank you, Mark. Be nice if you could just have a VAR team follow you around everywhere. Yeah. Someone's like, oh, you promised to do this the other day. Be like, nope. And then a ref like does like the triangle motion with his fingers and points to the runs to a little monitor <laughs> jogs over uh, thank you mark m thank you to all the new subscribers on patreon patreon.com slash district center okay if you're a subscriber the show continues right now we've got the garbage can and the honor can coming up if you are not a subscriber then that's all folks we'll be back next week we're in dc so you don't have to be